First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I am Tom. It is good to be back in the same room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can actually reach out and Ooh. touch Ooh. all the boys. Ooh. You can't but reach me. I'm too. F- I'm out. I'm, I'm out coming. Of I'm distance. coming for you. Out of town. Uh, 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 oh, you got me. He got me. I got leg. Light leg scraping, and that is the glue that holds this joke together. Mm. If we sound a little more upmarket than before. It's because our seating arrangement has undergone a bump. A bum bump. Bum bump. The bum has been bumped. The bum's been bumped up a bit now that there's better sit. Yep. That's, got, well, got, that's great. We got well, high quality cushions. I, 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 are they high quality or are they just leather? They are not even just leather. <laughs> They're just there. But now can't hear as much there's as the squeak there's no squeaks there's you no squeak won't be angry listening to this podcast hearing what sounded like a family of chinchillas in the corner because i know if there's one part of this that made you angry <laughs> it was the background noise not the bad content at the mm. front there's someone out there who's time stamped every squeak that's ever, ever been made on a first world solutions podcast they emailed us and threatened us if we didn't remove the squeaks they would publish this list and yeah. we would be through Sweet. <laughs> the podcast council would come down here. Yeah. Boot in the door, take away the pop shield, so all you would hear are plosives. Yeah. That's the fuck. It's literally an entire podcast. That's not a plosive, that's the opposite. Yeah. Losive. A losive slop. So, hope you enjoy the new high quality format. We're going to get stuck straight into solving those little gripes from the first world that we like to call. Problems. problems. I, I don't think it's just us. You made it sound like that's our thing. Now we've come up with this new term. <laughs> problems. Stick with me. It's the opposite of a solution. That yeah. word we all know. So where does this word problem come from? Has it got Latin roots? Is it the word prob and the word lem? How, how is this constructed? Well, as you know, uh, linguistics change gradually over time. Like back in uh, old English days, there were like double L's everywhere and like yeah. V's took the place of U's. Um, but like problem, the word as we knew it, as we know it now, was originally... Um, prodless like basically the way you would uh signify that something was fixed an issue had been fixed is Mm. that you would give the person nearby a good prod uh as kind of like a washing your hands of the situation that's all done you'd prod the person to say this is fixed everything's good now and if you're going around and no one had prodded you you were prodless so therefore that was you were you were in the midst of an issue. Yeah. So the word has shifted over time. The D has become a B, and then uh, M has become an S. So it's pro- it's, 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 it's it, that's where it comes from originally, to my understanding. The word prodless and the word probe, both they're all from the same root. Yeah, you probe something by poking it, and you have a probless situation by poking it. And if you're being probed, that's generally a problem. Yeah. It all ties up very neatly. Neat little bow. So did we, not expect to get so much mileage out of an etymology question. But well, right. you, well, you <laughs> read the room, Tom. You have not been here before, have you? No. Uh, so we, yeah, let's get into some problemses. Who would like to kick us off with our first problem? <laughs> I'll, I'll go into a prodless if you want. So this comes to us from I'm a bird lawyer on Twitter. Thank you very much. Who says, "I rarely get to drive my new car because I work from home." Mm. Why would you buy a new car? Because he likes it. Uh, he wants to drive it around and be fancy, but he just doesn't get that opportunity to. I'm thinking you don't work from home anymore. You work from your car. <laughs> you work from car. <laughs> yeah, my first thought was car office. Now, car office, there's two ways to do it. Car in the house, work in the car, because then you get all of the amenities of the house yeah. combined with the car, or work from the car in the driveway, but 
somehow incorporate parts of the house into it. Well, no, he I specifically said he's not getting a chance to drive the car. Yeah, you need to. The car needs to be doing its car business, i.e., being driven. It can't just be a stationary smaller house that happens to have yeah. wheels. It needs to be caring. If you measure a car on its ability to be a room. <laughs> Then everyone thinks this. That's the Einstein quote, isn't it? If you me- like yeah, that. if you measure a car on its ability to be a room, you've got a pretty stupid it will room. Drive its life thinking it's an office. Albert Einstein. Albert Einstein. I think you need to be driving the car. So you need to have functionality that allows you to do your worky bits from the comfort of your steering wheel. Okay. We've got things like uh, speech to text, voice recognition, that kind of thing. We do. So that's a start. So first thing you can do, you can take meetings in your car. That's fine. You can get on a phone. Phone meetings, that's that's done. That's out of the way. You can constantly do that. But occasionally just avoid tunnels because that's probably not... That's our only pitfall here. Just take the long way around. That's all tunnels are. They're a convenient thing. Just take the long way around if you're going to be in the middle of a business meeting. Tunnels are nature's shortcut. (laughs) The... Ask the humble mole. The um the main issue we're gonna have here is word processing. So mm. I'm thinking keyboard steering wheel. That's good because now hang on. When you say keyboard steering wheel, is that keyboard integrated into the steering wheel or just full on switch out the big wheel thing for a keyboard? <laughs> that happens to rotate around. I don't know which I prefer. I think the idea of that is funnier. <laughs> it's it's definitely less practical, but it is funnier. Like it, but that's the thing though, surely like, let's just look at a keyboard now. If you're holding it either side, you'll get like the shift key and the enter key just <laughs> held down constantly because I suppose that's where your hands yeah. go or escape. That's a bad one for a thumb to land on. That's a on. bad one though. That kind of is the one you don't want to push too much. Oh man. That's, okay, let's keep that there as a visual aid. What if instead of a keyboard, it was, um, you know, Stephen Hawking's setup that he had? <laughs> Stephen I'm, Hawking's I'm, rig. I'm aware yeah. of it. I wouldn't really call it a setup. Like he's on fucking pimp my ride. <laughs> Check out my my twenty inch rims. Got some pretty gnarly gear on this. <laughs> but like obviously he had to work within extreme limitations. So I don't know if you've ever seen documentaries about it. But he basically had one button that you press, and then it it like searches horizontally, and then searches vertically, and then picks letter by letter that way. Yeah. I mean, that would work in a car system. Have that little button on the edge. It would take you a while to send a message. Effectively, what you're describing there, though, because Stephen Hawking had had the he didn't have the advantage of mobility as much. You know, he had limited like motor skills, mm. so therefore that was the best he could do. If you're using like if you're assuming the person that's driving this car, if you make the assumption they have full use of all of their fingers and whatever, I think take that idea of the searching for letters thing, but try and apply it across all hands that would be touching the steering wheel. Okay. Something in like eight minimum kind of like Morse code type things. Eight maximum. Eight minimum. (laughs) You don't know how many fingers (laughs) people are working with. Wait, can we, instead of having such a complicated system, keep the eight, I like the eight, like on the back Mm. of the steering wheel, but just have them set to preset office sentences. Yeah. So you press one for, hey, okay, I'll see you Monday. Yeah. And the next one is like, so sorry for the delayed response. I'll see you Tuesday. (laughs) I'll see you Tuesday. (laughs) Third one, I will be out of office until Wednesday. <laughs> Very day of the week heavy, these yeah. ones. Thursday, I have a <laughs> I have a family emergency. Won't be back until Friday. And then Friday, any calls taken today will be dealt with over the weekend. I'll see you on Monday. Yeah. 
And that, that, that'll loop back to button one. Yeah. So actually, you don't even need eight. Those are the only four answers that there are to any kind of email in a corporate situation, yeah. I guess. A button per day. A button a day keeps the office away because you're in your car, room, room. <laughs> the only other thing I'm thinking of here, we've dealt with meetings, we've dealt with emails. Mm. How are we going to deal with office equipment? We're going to need a printer. We're going to need a photocopier. We're probably going to need HR in this car somewhere. You've got a passenger seat, so HR can sit there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your secretary can sit in the passenger seat. Yeah. Haley Robinson. Haley Robinson, secretary at law, can... <laughs> Sit in your passenger seat and they can have a thing on their lap. So what's the most important thing? So if you're computing or emailing via the steering wheel, that negates that part of it. And you can take calls and you can kind of set up a camera on the uh, dashboard so you can like Skype in for business yeah, meetings. Every camp. meeting is, are you in your car? Let's not talk about the office I'm in right now. <laughs> Guys, I really want to get down to brass tax. <laughs> now, that's yeah. Are your colleagues aware that you're in your car? Because if not, you're going to have to set up like a green screen behind <laughs> And, and then, then they, so it just kind of displays a hokey green screen image of an office, but you're still moving this weird wheel. Oh yeah, they can them. still see the keyboard. <laughs> if it's a keyboard, though, yeah. like it doesn't have to be functional as a keyboard. We can keep the buttons on the back of it, but if it looks like a keyboard, you can just say it's ergonomic. This is how I type. Yeah, it's like a standing desk. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a steering board. It's a tilting keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can we think of any other pitfalls we have to avoid here? Um, water cooler talk. Mm. Oh yeah, you and your HR lady are going to have a lot of water cooler talk yeah. to deal with. Yeah. Also, where are we putting the water cooler? Well, you know, you've got those jets that clean the windscreen. Yeah. Just repurpose them. <laughs> now it's drinking water. Now it's drinking water, and it's not on the windscreen. It's into small paper cups, which the secretary's holding on her lap. Okay. The windscreen might have to go for this to work, but yeah, and I guess the cup holders have gone as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that. <laughs> Too easy. <laughs> The one thing we thought the car would have that would make this really easy. Surprisingly not. Gone. We remove it to make space for the photocopier. It's very narrow. It's like one of, have you seen one of those really slim dishwashers? Yeah. It's like that, but like a photocopier. It's just a very slim vertical photocopier. It can only do a five. Yeah. It is functionally useless. Functionally yeah. useless, but it, it ticks the boxes for things an office has. Yeah. And that's all we're really doing here in this hypothetical. Wait. Executive toys. Uh, you can put a nodding dog on the win on the dashboard, or yeah. just don't take too many sharp turns, or it'll start disagreeing with you. Yeah, you need you need you need you don't need too many yes men in your in your. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most people in a normal office they can't change how agreeable all of their office toys are. All you got to do is go around a roundabout, and then you've got a questioning dog. Mm. And then if you go over some speed bumps, it's a very agreeable dog. I'll yeah. tell you what, those Newton's cradles that you get in offices would be mm. great fun in a car. Yeah, all the balls would be moving. So we have car office pretty much sorted. Yeah. Car office is done. But I don't like the name car office. Well, I don't uh, think coffice sells. That That sounds more like a coffin office. Or is bad as well. Yeah, yeah. that doesn't really... That's less than half a boat. That's not <laughs> good. Off car? Off-com. Sounds like Ofcom, and that's business. Mm. Um, uh, maybe something that's more ethereal, like a pun on driveway or something. Or work on the road. Drive play. No. Oh, <sighs> Siri's trying to join in. You're not helpful here, Siri. Right. Let, let's I tell you what. Actually, let's yeah. let's have a let's have a uh, a consultant moment. We're going to consult our robot butler, Siri. Siri, what's a good name for a car office? Checking. Okay, I found this on the web for what's a good name for a car office. 
<laughs> what tips, for, tips for naming your cars. Okay, cool. Let's find this. This is where we're going to go now. <laughs> Let's name the car and the office will come. All right, I'm going to look for a car name. Mm. You guys find an office name. Okay. Okay. I cool. feel like there's just one office. We give names to our boats, so why not our cars? A great question, internet. Mm. Um, this is a long article. Take that your goes time. into some depth. Lead it with a prefix? My God. I don't, someone has spent a long time working Mr. this out. Mr. Car. <laughs> That's the car to you. <laughs> okay, the first one here. Give your beast some attitude. Cranky Comet. Bombardier. Hulk Bogan. <laughs> Now, Bombardier? <laughs> How are you not more confused by Hulk Bogan? What's he about? All right. Hulk Bogan, the Fortune 500 car penny. I'm not, I'm not buying it. No? No. Well, this, okay. We, what do we got? In both Fortune 500 and the Indy 500 have 500 <laughs> in the name. True. One of them is cars. One of them is business. Okay. Wait. Formula done. Like, I've done my work. <laughs> yeah, that's the title. That's the Formula title. done, like I've done, done my work. work. <laughs> you know, like the work that I've done in this car office. <laughs> You're going to need a very wide back to the car to fit all of this in, but... It works. So, yeah, if you, if you don't like working from home because you've got a fancy car, upgrade to a Formula done, like I've done my work in my car office. And that's all you've got to do. Problem solved. Problem Perfect. solved. Next, please. Next up. <clears throat> Next up, we've got a problem here from longtime friend of the show, Anthony Martin, AMNTH221. He's back in business. He says, AC not working in the car, open the windows, too loud to listen to music. And it gets even hotter when they're closed afterwards. I mean, I, I entirely understand this. In the summer when I used to drive around, I used to just bake because I preferred music to breeze. Mm. However, most people want to be cool. Some people want to be cool. That's why they're not sat in their car melting listening to Shania Twain. How did you know it was Shania? I mean, I feel like fans exist for a reason. But fans are almost as noisy as the wind they replace. Uh, so we need... Wait, you're trying to invent Silent Wind now. Silent Wind <laughs> sounds like a Japanese concept album. Yeah. So maybe that's not it. However, my question is... We obviously hear very primitively through our ears, whereas mm. I feel like other things on the planet hear music through other parts of their body. Bones. Bones. <laughs> I mean, there's a bone in the ear, but... Yeah. We do hear through our bones, but we have to hear through our ears first. Yeah. It's an ear-to-bone handshake. Yeah, have you ever tried blocking your ears and just listening to an album through your bones? Doesn't really resonate that well. You don't no. get the lyrics as easily. <laughs> I think there are headphones you can get where you strap them on to a body part and it yeah. like vibrates up but I've never tried them and it sounds creepy there is, there is a thing you can get for music production called a sub pack which is basically a big bulletproof vest that uh, yeah. that rumbles your torso every time there's very very low bass mm. yeah so you feel you, you, hurt, you hurt from the bass yeah if you crank it way up and then you listen to some badly mixed jazz with too much bassoon then it hurts here's what I reckon speaker cheeks so the issue he's having is that it's warm, and mm. so he needs to get some breeze coming up. Yeah. And a thing that I've recently been made aware of, we are all aware of heated seats. Yes. You can get cooled seats, seats that cool down when it's too hot. Okay. I feel like they do that just through kind of like, I don't know. Magic. Magic, <laughs> wind, be honest. something. But if you are sitting in your driver's seat and it's warm, and so you want to have the windows down, but you can't hear it, if mm. you actually have the music resonating up through you, 
if you're sitting on something that's creating the sound, you've got the breeze created by the movement of the speaker coming up from directly next to your skin mm. and that'll cool you down a bit maybe and then also you're hearing it because it's in your seat here's the thing the last problem we did was adding things to a car so yeah okay we could add things to this car to make it cold what if we added car parts to a fridge put, so, a, put so, a fridge on wheels so what you're saying is fuck the car you're usually driving around yeah Take all of the parts off that car and attach it to your fridge from home. You know those heartwarming kids shows where... What, a child gets trapped in a fridge? No, 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 no. (laughs) There's those heartwarming films where, like, the child has to win a race and they have these, like, downhill races and they're all in their homemade toboggans or whatever. Are you trying to talk about soapbox racing? Yes, soapbox racing. (laughs) What if instead of soapbox racing, it was just putting an axle and some wheels on the family fridge? The two things you need to be a car... Yeah. One axle, some wheels. Other than a radio, which is what he wanted. No, it's a smart fridge. They got music in them. Yeah, I have a feeling that cooled seats would be more expensive than old speakers and cheap wheels. Okay. Old speakers, cheap wheels, a couple of wires maybe, and a fridge that you've got. So (laughs) So we're saying turn the fridge on its side. Yeah. Yeah. Cut a hole in the bottom of the fridge. I'm thinking the the door of the fridge is on top. Okay, yeah, okay, I can see that. So it's more That's how you climb out. Yeah. If if you can get out. It's quite coffin like. (laughs) Yeah, like Dracula coming out of his coffin. (laughs) What if it's like a fridge freezer combo and then you just hollow out the middle so you've got like a head slot and then a leg slot? Yeah, that's good, that's good. (laughs) And your head will be colder. I'm guessing you put that in the freezer yeah. bit. Yeah, because that's where that's where you, that's the way the the music comes in. Do you need to be colder? Mm. The speakers are going to be in the head area, so yeah. they'll obviously generate some heat. Some heat. So it needs to be the the freezer area. Now, I don't know how long a fridge retains cold after it leaves an energy source. Is it going to need to be plugged in this whole time? See, I think very so, long cable. Yes, yeah, very very long cable. I was thinking maybe solar powered fridge car. I think it's easier to just go really long cable. Yeah, <laughs> we don't a, have enough solar in the UK. Yeah, just a bunch of extensions. Yeah. <laughs> not even yeah. one cable. Not one cable, it's just the entire stock of Argos's extension cables. I need all the extensions you have. Can you do me a bulk discount on <laughs> these one metre extension cables? You basically have to go to Argos with your route printed out and say, can you give me enough cables to get from here to Kettering? Yeah. Well, you don't want any tangles, so you'd have to walk to Kettering plugging things in as you go. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be all, all confused. You walk to Kettering, walk back, double check your work, get in your car, and then drive back to Kettering. <laughs> ah. But this time, cool and with music. Yeah. Mm. Finally, Kettering, as I meant to experience it. You might have thought that the fridge would be a bit cold, but by the time you've walked to Kettering and back, (laughs) you're going to have worked up a sweat. Yeah, you're going to really appreciate that cold. (laughs) The heartwarming fridge car of the future. Yeah. I think think I'm good with that. Yeah. And it'll keep it cheap if the cost is offloaded to the extension cables. Yeah, if you if you view it as so, it's very cheap to make, like horrendously expensive to run. Yeah, false economy. <laughs> it's expensive to set up, but once you've once you've made that extension cable network, mm. it's so expensive to do. So, <laughs> so that's something. It's something. Also, most extension cables have multiple sockets. So either 
you've got a network or other people are going to be pilfering your juice. Uh, then that's when you put the little um, the little stop things on that you put on um, like the child safety things. <laughs> okay, yeah. Either that or you leave them open and people can make other networks to other roads off them. Yeah. <laughs> Create the extension cable highway <laughs> for all the other heartwarming fridge cars. For all the, oh, oh yeah, they're all heartwarming. They're all uh, real, you know... Body cooling, heartwarming. Body cooling, heartwarming, <laughs> music making... Fridge car. Fridge car of the future. <laughs> the... <laughs> The body calling heartwarming music making fridge car. Yeah. Yeah. If that doesn't sound like a late 90s TV show. I was just about to say that's super Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and I'm into it. Yeah. So hope that helps. Stay cool. Make sure you don't close the lid all the way because you might get stuck. Yeah. They're notoriously hard to get out of these fridge cars. Yeah. Oscar, do you have something for us? Maybe I do. Maybe I do. This one comes from Jessman Chicks on Twitter who says, I love the fact that we're buying a house, but I hate the fact that I have to pack. Well, fuck you. I will be stuck renting for probably the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. But pack free. Well, no, you still got to pack, but you think about it, renting places, you are still, there's going to be something there, I suppose, but you're moving mm. house to house. If it's a big move, you're going to be absolutely sure you've got everything. So I understand where she's coming from, but still not the most fun part of a move, renting no. or buying or otherwise. You know, it's a fun thing to do, but then you realise, oh no, everything that I own has to go into something and go out of again. <laughs> I mean, so, you know this, I know this, we've both done this recently. It's not great. Yes, I it's not fun. have an idea. So my mum's in the process of selling our house. Mm. We were talking about like the white goods, the washing machine, fridge and stuff. Because a lot of it's built in, it's just going to stay. And that's part of the price of the house. Yeah. That's great. The people moving in, they don't have to bring an oven. They might have to bring a washing machine if they don't want the old one because that's freestanding or whatever. But if they want it, then that's fine. We don't have to move it. They don't have to move one in. All good. When you're renting and stuff, you're looking for like furnished, unfurnished. Furnished is usually the better way to go because most people renting don't have loads of stuff if they're just starting out. So it makes things a lot easier moving in. How far can you push that? Well, I'm glad you asked. All the way. So you're, you're How saying... How far can you push that? I'm glad you asked, Oscar. All, all the way is the, is the response. Because... <laughs> what you're suggesting here... Fully furnished. Is, is fully, fully furnished. All of the clothes yep. remain. <laughs> all of the mugs, all of the... Obviously, the white goods, that's the given. Television. Television. Consoles, games. Spiders. Board yeah. games. Rot. Bathroom stuff, like bathroom stuff. Yeah, yeah. like razors. It's like when you sell a car, you you can either decide to you know sell it with a full tank of petrol and have a bit more, or run it dry before you send it. Instead, a full wardrobe of clothes. A full wardrobe of clothes. A full dispenser of soap. The dishwasher's still running. (laughs) So very quick handover. This is going to change house viewings forever because your criteria is going to be really fucking weird. Yeah, it's going to be like right. I'm looking for kind of in the two hundred thousand pound area. I'm kind of looking for about a mile away from schools. Guy has to have been 6'1", with medium clothes. Yeah. A fan of the brands. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anyone that has a, a like a under floorboard secret stash of money anywhere? It's like, oh, yes, we do, actually. I mean, so that will factor into the price of it, but then you just get that person's money. Yeah, because they're not allowed to bring it with them. No, no, I think that's it. <laughs> so anything that enters the house may never leave. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It like, can leave, but not when you move. Yeah, when you put your house up on the market, like they take an unbelievably detailed inventory and you're not yeah. allowed to change anything. So if you get any gifts in that time, you have to reject them until you move. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that's not going to be on the inventory for this place. But you'd reject them anyway, because if you don't, then they'll just be at your old house and you won't be able to enjoy the gift because you'll have to leave it behind. I ordered you flowers. Well, great. You ordered my new tenant some flowers. <laughs> Now, you were talked about like this will change the way that house viewings go. Is yeah. this going to make the process of buying a house 
immediate. So if someone comes around to view it, you go, yeah, this is it. And they go, cool, right, old guys, you're out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to post up here today. I mean, it would be easy to move house because you wouldn't need to organise rent, uh, organise removers and renters and all of this. You just turn up, swap keys. Yeah, you just move out. And then, so I think the way you do that is you kind of walk around, like open the fridge, go in, get a beer, open it and just sit down on the sofa and what are you guys still doing here? <laughs> <laughs> what if, because another problem with selling a house is the chain, the dreaded yeah. because everyone wants to move on to the next house so you've got to have this long chain of people that all want to buy a house and like that's just unreasonable i think all houses should be a trade yeah one for one key for key house for house you obviously whoever has the better house also gets some money from the other person so yeah. you still you are still buying like either a house. that or more things or more things. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The things are factored into the price of the house. Okay. So if you're selling a house for three hundred thousand or whatever, but you also have a crazy buttload of stuff, four fifty. There you go. There you go. So maybe you can be in a small one bedroom house, but filled to the brim with expensive diamonds, gold, diamonds, yeah, myrrh, this is, all the things. <laughs> this is this the, is my myrrh room. This is my room full of myrrh. I've not been in, so I don't even know what it is. I inherited it from the last guy. We lost the key. He took the key with him. <laughs> It's like people say put your money in gold because gold never loses value. Same is true of myrrh rooms. <laughs> no one is talking about the myrrh market right now. It is solid as a rock. It, or it could be, it could not be. I'm still unclear as to what myrrh is. Why won't anyone tell me what was in my myrrh room? Is it a rock? <laughs> solid as maybe a rock. <laughs> Is it is it clothes? Can I wear it? <laughs> if my w- would my myrrh room have hooks in it? I don't understand. So all houses are trades. The person who's got the less house or the less stuff or whatever, they'll also pay like say their house is thousand hundred thousand less good. Yeah, they yeah. have to pay a hundred thousand and their house to get the new house. See, I think monetary value might be the wrong way of doing this. I think we can do points instead. I think a house could be a hundred thousand points. Okay. And then the value prescribed to the items inside, that's where these new, uh, let's say like, hmm, let's say capitalist surveyors come in and like assess all the stuff you own. Because they might come in and just be like, well, you do have a TV, but it's old and busted and shit. And that was worth 250 but that's like, that's a fat bag. It's nothing there anymore. Also, your clothes really not on trend. Two points for the jackets. Yeah. Like it. However, a fantastic cowboy boot collection. I can't give you too many points though, because not many people are going to want to wear cowboy boots. Exactly. Mm. It's completely based on trends and what is coming in and out rather than the amount of money you paid for it. Maybe as well as surveying the house, they also survey you as a potential buyer. Yeah. So they'll put in, for the cowboy boots, they'll put in two points general, ten points specific for cowboy boot lovers. Yeah. And then if you have put in your um, assessment that you're a cowboy boot lover, then it'll show you the house as a higher value. Oh boy, have I got the house for you. (laughs) It's It's filled to the brim with boots. It's full of boots. There's no roof. It is, uh, you know... (laughs) It's boots all the way. Up. Boots all the way up, and they took out the roof to fit in more boots. <laughs> it's, it's boots up until boots from root to toot. Boots from root to toot. Boots to- until planes. Yeah. If you look through the toot of the house, you will see. <laughs> and the root of the house, the point from which the house grew. So, really, if you can't be bothered to move, strike up a movement in which we change how houses are seen. Exactly. It's not to do with the house. It's what's in the house that counts. Mm. It's what's in your myrrh room. Yeah. Uh, hopefully myrrh. <laughs> if it's boots, I swear to God. What's interesting as well is a lot of people, when they're about to sell, is they'll, you know, clean up and get rid of all their stuff and make the house look nice and clean and presentable and tidy and get rid of all their old junk. In this new process, that's a terrible idea. Yeah. yeah. Buy more junk. That's what... <laughs> 
Well, if you think you're about to put your house on the market, go buy amethyst. Just shit loads of amethyst. Put it in the corner. Yeah, that'll that beauty will hold its cost, hold its worth. You got an old lawnmower, two points, but better than nothing. Yeah, still up there. Two old lawnmowers. You can make a composite lawnmower of those. I'd keep them both That's just like in case. Points. Yeah, you might have a tinkerer want to move in. They would yeah. love it if you had all your broken stuff. If you take that to yeah. the tip, you have just sold yourself down the river. Mm. Only that's a plus ten tinker point. Yeah. Oh man, tinker points are very important in this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people going in for project houses and they want project insides. Yeah. And packing. Part of the packing is the throwing away and the sorting. The majority and, of packing. And the is deciding. Away. Yeah. So this is the bit she really didn't want anyway. And we've got rid of it. You just ignore that part. You lean into how much useless shit you have on the hope that your useless shit is useful to someone. Yeah. So can we call this real real estate? Real estate. (laughs) Because it's what's like really in your house that counts. Yeah. This is real estate. This is your real estate. It's not just your estate. It's your real estate. This is the realist state. Realist state. (laughs) (laughs) Done. The realist state. The real estate. <laughs> right, well, this is usually the point in the show where we'd move on to But Better, the section of the show where we take our own ideas and uh, present them. What was, what was my phrase? I had a phrase. We're not doing it. It doesn't matter. I don't remember what I say, and it doesn't matter because we don't have one. We don't have one prepared. However, the other week we did a thing where we all said a word, and then we just decided as a group what that phrase meant. We came up with a horsemelon symposium, which, as we all know... <laughs> Was one of our best yeah. things. <laughs> we're going to try that again this week in a new segment we're calling the Horsemelon Symposium. <laughs> you might have wondered where it's been the last couple of weeks. We've been workshopping the correct title. Yeah, and we really think <laughs> we've nailed it. It really captures the essence of... <laughs> Turns out we got it right the first time. Improv marketing. There you go. Perfect. So, I'm going to count us down from three to none. Okay. And uh, we're all going to say a word, and then we're going to combine that into a phrase that... Best suits our brand. Okay. Are we ready, gentlemen? Yes. Why not? Three, two, one. Sawdust. Now, we'll go left to right. Tom? I said ham. I said sawdust. I said empire. Oh, shit. (laughs) Now, would it be ham sawdust or sawdust ham? What sounds more appealing? Sawdust ham sounds... Well, no. Ham sawdust Mm. sounds like pulled pork. (laughs) It it does. That's it just, really does all mints basically. It's a synonym. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's a description for pulled pork. If pulled pork had been patented by someone, you weren't allowed to use that particular term. Yeah. So come see our famous ham sawdust burger. The ham sawdust, yeah, topped with ham sawdust, <laughs> Texas style ham <laughs> dust. Yeah. And so, then the, the thing, I think ham sawdust is the right way to do it. And we're talking about, is it empire? Empire. An, uh, an empire of ham sawdust. A ham sawdust empire, which presumably is the competitor to the pulled pork empire. Yeah. Because if it's branded, you can't you, use that. So, so you start you've your got own KFC line. across the street, which is Kentucky's fried chicken. Yeah. Across the street from that. <laughs> Kentucky's fried, fried chicken. chicken. This that's fried right. chicken is property of Kentucky's. <laughs> it's, that's the thing. It's the empire of fried chicken, basically. Yeah. Opposite that, you have HSE. <laughs> HSC, Ham Sawdust Empire. Yeah. Yeah. You just go and it's like, hey, do you guys have any... Sa-? No, only shredded ham yeah. that I, we have here. I think HSE sounds like a bank acronym. It so does. I would like the layout of the fast food shop to be... To be like that a of bank. a bank. Everyone's wearing a suit. Um, they've got little forks on chains attached to the tables. <laughs> 
so that you can't leave with them. Yeah, if you bring, if you're a member of the HSC, you can bring in your ham card, which is just a dried sheet of ham, and you slot it into the the. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. A dried sheet of ham. Can we just Look, talk it, about this for one yeah, second? That was all too quickly dismissed. <laughs> if you're gonna have, instead of a bank card, ham. <laughs> it can't be soppy and floppy and wet because A, it'll make your wallet smelly and B, it won't go in the machine because it'll crumple. So it needs to be dried and hard and hard like jerky. Yeah, I was going to say what you've invented here is a jerky card. But however, people very rarely make jerky out of pig. It's beef. Yeah. Most of the time. This is pig jerky. So it's pig jerky, ham scratchings. <laughs> ham no, scratchings. No, ham scratchings is pork scratchings. That's also <laughs> That's been trademarked. So so you get your ham jerky card, yeah. slot it into the ATM, which stands for... All this meat. <laughs> <laughs> you go to the all this meat machine. All this meat. <laughs> and it just deposits you... 20 pounds worth of ham sawdust. 20 pounds weight. Yeah. The card yeah. is reusable, but the weight it comes out is, is due to a membership thing. So you've got 20 pounds of ham sawdust <laughs> comes out of this Vegas-style machine. Yeah. <laughs> Does it do it with a ring? But instead of the sounds of coins hitting metal, it's just... <laughs> just pig squeals. I feel like it would be more of like a mist. <laughs> it's very <laughs> finely ground. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 that's a very good point. What is the density of this this ham sawdust? It is yeah, is it more on the dust end or more on the saw end? Yeah, I think I think more dust, ham powder. <laughs> <laughs> so the branding is Ham Sawdust Empire, but realistically, we're selling our own patented ham powder. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the general's ham powder. It's like Coca Cola versus Coke. Yeah, Coca Cola is ham sawdust. Coke is ham powder. <laughs> <laughs> Powdered ham. Oh my good god. Surgeon General recommends powdered ham for all your ailments. Okay. Every ailment. Every ailment. So the layout of... Is it a restaurant or is it a bank? I'm- <laughs> it is a restaurant, it's- but entirely based on the business practices and corporate structure of a bank. Yeah, in the same way that a sushi restaurant is entirely based on the business practices of an elevator, the ham sawdust empire is entirely based on banking. So you got kiosks. Yeah. You got uh, kind of yeah bank tellers there. Yeah. But they're pig tellers. Yeah. Who are you- they? Pigs or are they people dressed as pigs? They are people dressed as they're pigs. They're people dressed as pigs dressed as people. It's a social commentary. <laughs> thing. Okay. It's a stuffy outfit, but the pay is fine. So. In order, if, if this is going to work like a bank, if HSC is going to work like a bank but give you ham, mm. you've either got to come in with your jerky card or you've got to come in and deposit some kind of pig check. You've got to go in and uh, give them your pig slips. Uh, <laughs> and that is cars. I know that. But it's on paper, so roll with it. And okay. Pigs, yep. pigs too are pink so you know pigs too is that the sequel (laughs) pigs too the sequel to pigs yeah pigs was good coming soon to hsc pigs too pigs too bit of a cash grab but you know bigger and dustier than ever before (laughs) big dusty pigs double portions of ham dust Mm. Ah. so that's the ham sawdust empire 
It's like HSBC, but HSE. Yeah. I think that's where the bank connection came yeah, from in my head. I think so too. I, I heard it. I felt it. I think we've got time for one more. Yeah. Before we, before we all Pick another leave. word, gentlemen. Okay. Hang on. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Are we ready? Okay. I'm good. I'm not, I'm not going to overthink it. Three, two, one. Cut. Crest. This is not going to work. What was... What, I said crest. I said bridge. I said cups. Bridge cup crest. Hmm. There's nothing. That's there. nothing. Okay, well that's, that's fine. Nothing. That's fine. We, you know, one out of three was a failure. So let's 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 just try again and edit again. that whole one out. Yeah, keep it going. Okay. One, two, three. The Pop-a-dom. soup. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Papadoms colon the, the soup. <laughs> Well, I think that's all we've got time for today. <laughs> Much we've all been there. You want a wet meal, but all you have is poppadoms. Here's what I hate. I go to the Indian restaurant. They ask if I want poppadoms. Of course I say yes. I want to get that sweet mango chutney on the poppadom experience. However, I wish the two textures were reversed. <laughs> I want what, slices of dried mango. Whole mango. Just I want to pop dip my mango into poppadom sauce. <laughs> Get like... the same taste, same textural sensation, but I want the flavors to be flipped. <laughs> I mean, we've got bread sauce, and that's fantastic. But that doesn't taste of bread. No, yeah. but it is. <laughs> it is bread. Also, I feel like we've made a very like. We've made a very callous distinction here. We said the soup. Yeah. Soup is not sauce. Soup is distinctly watery. <laughs> well, it depends. I think if you're making the soup from poppadom, it's not going to be particularly watery. It's going to have some thickness to it. I mean, what you're ever then inventing is hummus. No, we've invented poppadom the soup. Poppadom <laughs> the soup. Okay, so it's going to be very smooth. No bits of poppadom. Well, no. no, hang on though, because croutons—they're not a soup that's, either. That's croutons the hard are... mango. Okay, <laughs> so, so so you want to get that sweet mango chutney crouton? You yeah. want to get chunky mango chutney? Get rid of everything except the chunk, so you're just left with mango chunk. Yeah, and those are your fruit croutons. Those are your fruitons. Yes. Yeah, lovely. And, and they're, then they're dried. So it's dried <clears throat> cubes of. Mango. Mango. Fruitons. Floating about in wet chickpea. There, you have the uh, raw onion chopped up. Yeah. That's nice. That oh. can stay. That can just still be. What What do we do about dill pickle? Uh, throw it out. It's disgusting. It's too hot. Who wants that? Uh, or if you like it, keep it. I don't know. I'm not your mum. I am. <laughs> you should get rid of it. <laughs> Listen to me. I'm your mother. I Jonathan, know best. please. Jonathan. And then Jonathan. There's, there's... Jonathan. Okay, good. We're good. There's also... Is it writer? The mint yogurt? Yeah. That's... How do you dry yogurt? Um, isn't that cheese? Could be. I was going to say, you know I'm wrong, so but you can't dispute it. Swap out the writer for mint-flavoured paneer. <laughs> Minty paneer. Minty paneer. And then the pop... Back to poppadom the soup. Yeah, yeah, can we just talk a bit more about poppadom the soup? I'm hey. envisioning something like porridge or bread sauce yeah i'm seeing gruel you take you take a poppadom crush that down into a fine poppadom powder Mm. you mix that with like two parts poppadom powder to one part water yeah and then you kind of keep that going like add some water and poppadom as you need to as you go along yeah 
So basically, it's not so much a soup in that, like, it's a soup that tastes of poppadom. It's just poppadom that has been crushed down and then made into more of a liquid. Yeah. I think that might be one of the most disgusting things I've ever thought about. And I think one of us is going to have to eat it. I'm definitely going to try it. I mean, if we're selling poppadom the soup, you've seen those, like, soup sachets. Yeah. It's just dried soup that you add water to. So the tech is there. They've done whatever they did to tomatoes to make powdered tomato that if, you had watered to. If anything, this would be easier. Yeah. All you got to do is punch it. Punch a bunch. <laughs> How do you powder a tomato? That sounds like the start of a terrible joke. Yeah, or like... Or an existential crisis. Or a riddle. What's the sound of one hand clapping? How do you powder a tomato? <laughs> is Poppadom the soup? <laughs> Poppadom, the soup. That's the, the Poppadom, the soup? It's a rebrand. Of poppadoms. <laughs> well, so when you go to Indian restaurants now, it's just like, do you like any poppadoms? Just like, yeah, I'll have one. So it's like, so that one, one bowl? Um, a bowl of poppadoms. I'm, I'm sure. How and we, then the soup comes out. How are we pricing it? Because one poppadom is usually the price breakdown. Like you, you're charged per poppadom. Yeah. yeah. Is a portion of poppadom the soup one poppadom powdered? Or is it... More of a... I think it's price per portion of powdered poppadom rather than price per poppadom itself. Okay. Because a poppadom is enough, but like a powder... Like if you, you know, you powder it down, that's going to come out as less. You can add water to it so it thickens it out, but it's becoming a dip rather than the thing that you dip. But in terms of how they serve it, are they serving a portion of one poppadom powdered? Or are they serving like six poppadoms all powdered together? Uh... I, would, I think one would probably be enough. I think so. Just still yeah. charge like 50p for it. Or however much. It's the food of the people. It's the food of the poppadom people. It's there the poppadom of the people. It's I easier to split. I think Horsemelon Symposium as a segment has had a triumphant second wind here. Yeah. I like it. So I've already forgotten the first one. So you know that was good. What? You, you mean you've forgotten Ham Sawdust Empire? I think it's just through sheer force of will <laughs> that I've forgotten Ham Sawdust Empire. But yeah. So two culinary ones this week. Yeah. Uh, both powder based. <laughs> Interestingly. How about that? We How found about- our niche pretty quickly. Powdered food that should not be powdered food. Yeah. <clears throat> what if a you, rich vein of comedy. If you would like to try any of these products, you could probably make them yourself. Buy some ham jerky, buy a poppadom, maybe even combine them. Get punching. Get punching? Get to punch. Get crunching? Get grating? Use that small side of the grater that for people ham. use for zest and ham. Oh, imagine trying to grate a poppadom. That's the most frustrating experience in the world. They're so jaggy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, well, no, again. I think what you need to use is something like a garlic press. Yeah. But like on a... But on a, on a poppadom-sized scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, Very long and flat. It's the size of a saucepan. You basically just take a colander and attach a lever to it, and that's a poppadom grinder, like a garlic grinder. You're welcome, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> yeah, Jamie. Well, <clears throat> the Horse Symposium has been another raring success. Thank you both for attending the symposium. Oh, it's been my uh, pleasure. It's, it's been so, pleasure such an honour to, to be uh, a guest. We're actually uh, holding this every couple of weeks now, probably. Who knows? Yeah, it's quite fun. It's can we quite fun. can we have a nice classy symposium theme tune to begin the uh, section with? Can it Just be on the classical music? Can it be on the harpsichord? Yes. Yeah. Okay. What's great about the harpsichord is dynamics not a thing. Yeah. Doesn't exist. <laughs> on or off? Who knows? You decide. All right, I think that brings us to the end of the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. We have been First World Solutions. If you have enjoyed what you heard today, share it around with your friends. Send them a link. Send them that iTunes. Send them that SoundCloud. Get to it. Time is limited. That was aggressive this week. Please get to it. Joel is getting angsty. I don't remember saying please. Get to it. (laughs) Get to it and I will be pleased. 
If you have any of your own issues that you just haven't been able to fix on your own, you think you need to send them out, get them outsourced to someone that can do it. Guess what? We're the someones and we can fix all of them. I'm so sure of it. If you do want to get in touch and send them to us, you can do it through Twitter. We're at FWScast. Email. We're FWScast at gmail.com. Internet. You know what we're called. It's that. And then also Facebook. That's internet. If you find any of our pages after that, you deserve something. You've got it. If you're listening to us on iTunes, please do leave us a rating and a review. It actually really helps us become more visible on the platform. Uh, Plus, we just really love reading what you think about the show. But in the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I've been Tom. No problems. No problems.